Monday morning to you. It is Matt here in the back row morning show studio. I am by myself today. Mo is out of town. She'll be out of town today and tomorrow. But don't worry, because you got me. I'm still here. And, uh, you know, I'll be doing all the fun things that we, we love to do here on the show. It just might be a little shorter for the first two hours. And then in the third hour, we're going to take a, a dive back into a classic back row conversation from our back row baptist podcast which is what we were doing before we did the radio show uh we have a really good topic today really uh, interesting topic and it came from uh three different points of view uh we are tackling that that big question that all of us as christians have asked at one point is drinking a sin uh and it came from you know one person who believes absolutely it's not a sin one who believes that well, it might not technically be a sin, it's, gosh, it's like a step away. And then you had someone who was just kind of on the fence, doesn't really care about drinking, but doesn't necessarily see the big deal. Uh, all three of us will have this discussion. It's a really good discussion. I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, that'll be coming up in the third hour. Plus, we got news, we got facts, and we got artist updates uh, coming for you today. But first, it is March 4th which means we got a few holidays to celebrate. Uh, the first holiday we're celebrating today is Fun Facts About Names Day. Uh, and since we like to do fun facts around here, in our second hour, our five random facts will all be about names today. Uh, it's also National Snack Day. Uh, what is your favorite snack? Uh, I, got a, I got a couple weird ones lately. Um... I get those really big bags full of already shelled sunflower seeds, roasted and salted sunflower seeds. I usually just like put it in a cup and like drink them, you know? Uh, I don't know why. I'm just loving those. And then a new one that I got recently, which I know this is made for something completely different. Like this is made for people that have plans on using this in some sort of recipe. But I bought a bag of like pre- chopped uh like finely chopped cauliflower like they're tiny little uh centimeter to millimeter you know cube of cauliflower and i just pop that bag open with a spoon and eat myself some cauliflower it's a lot easier than you know gnawing on a giant dead cauliflower tree you know one of those giant florets uh, this is much simpler, uh, and gosh, it's darn tasty. I don't know. Is that weird? I can't be the only one that's doing that. I might be. I might be the only one. Uh, it's also March 4th, which in and of itself is a holiday. March 4th, uh, also known as Do Something Day. So this is this is a call to action to March 4th. Uh, and uh, it's it's about getting off your butt and doing something, you know? Make make today do something on purpose today. You know, something something that maybe you've been putting off, something that you've wanted to do, something you've wanted to try. Get it done today. Take that stand, take that leap, you know, put trust in somebody you thought you'd never trust again. You can go really deep, you can go really shallow, but just get up there and do something. If you love what we do here at Back Row Morning Show and at 
Back Row Radio as a whole, please consider partnering with us at patreon.com slash backrowradio. Patreon is a service that that uh, is for, it's kind of like Kickstarter, except instead of giving one uh, big donation towards a single project, you are funding an ongoing project with a small monthly donation. And, you know, we have different tiers. We have different, uh, like, Thank you gifts. We are even running a special right now to get a, an exclusive Back Row Radio sticker uh, with our Every Flavor uh, ice cream cone logo on it, um, depending on the on the tier that you join. But even if you're willing to just give us like, you know, a Starbucks cup of coffee a month, you know, five bucks a month to help us continue to grow, we're getting more and more listeners, and that means we're having to pay more and more in licensing. And we're also wanting to add more music, but, you know, each song that we get costs money. Um, so the more that you can give, the more that our ministry can expand. And, uh, that's, that's the way ministries have worked for all of time. Uh, so if you're enjoying back row radio, uh, we'd ask you to, to invest some dollars into the, into the ministry to help us reach even more ears. Um, be a part of it with us. Uh, and you know, just check it out, you know, give it a shot. Check out our Patreon again. That's Patreon. It's P A T. R-E-O-N dot com forward slash back row radio or go to back com and there's a link all the way down at the very bottom of the page. Um, you know, go there, read all about it, read the different tiers and what you can get. You know, there's even a top tier, a top tier that if you donate to this tier, we will send you an authentic replica of our undisputed back row championship title belt. Signed by me and Mo. I mean, that's a collectible. Because you can show it to everyone at your church and say, I am the undisputed back row champion here at this church. You know, we'll back you up on it. It'll be in the record books, all right? There's only five of those at that tier. Um, but yeah, if you'd like to be a part of that, just check it out. Patreon.com slash back row radio. So here's the news. <clears throat> Cadbury is revamping the classic commercial that features a series of animals trying to be the Cadbury Bunny. This year, they're holding actual auditions for a new star, and that star could be your pet. From dogs and cats to pigs and everything in between, Cadbury will be holding tryouts. They've already started. They started on February 20th, and they only go through March 6th. They only got a couple days left for its next bunny. Uh, if, if your pet wants a chance at being the star, all you have to do is submit a photo of him or her wearing bunny ears on Cadbury's website and explain why they deserve to be on TV in 50 words or less. There's a limit of one submission per person per day. So if you didn't know about it until now, best be jumping on that because you got three days left. Instead of ending up in a landfill, the plastic used in grocery bags may soon be powering our smartphones, according to new research. Scientists from Purdue University have developed a procedure that converts the plastic into the carbon chips that are found in lithium batteries used to power portable electronics, toys, and medical devices. The technique could solve the plastic recycling crisis while simultaneously boosting production of lithium batteries. And lastly, Audi has unveiled a new piece of technology that minimizes the headache of traffic lights. Audi has become the first auto manufacturer in America to implement a speed advisory system that recommends varying speeds to the driver so they don't have to spend so much time sitting at a red light. 
the Greenlight Optimized Speed Advisory, Glossa, uses traffic signal information and the position of a vehicle to display a speed recommendation that will allow drivers to pass traffic lights during a green interval in order to help reduce the number of stops at red lights. So basically it's saying go this speed and you won't have to stop. That's freaking awesome. And that just tells me we are getting so close to that kind of like iRobot, futuristic cars drive themselves and we just sit there and have fun in the vehicle kind of situations. Wouldn't that be amazing? I mean, we were supposed to get flying cars by 2015. Zemeckis promised us that. And here we are still chugging gas. I mean, come on, guys. Get on the ball. We got all the Star Trek crap decades, centuries ahead of schedule. We got your pads, we got your touch screens and all that. Let's start working on flying cars, huh? Start working on some some actual real steps to the future. You know what I mean? Can't all be stuff that we shove in our pocket, all right? Goodness gracious. Coming up later in the show, is it a sin to drink? Stick around. Girl Morning Show. So glad to have you with me today. Again, it's just me today. Mo is on a bit of a vacation for the next two days. She'll be back on Wednesday. Uh, so today, you just got me. We're going through some of our normal stuff, and then we've got a special discussion coming up in our third hour where we're going to flash back to a classic discussion from the Back Row Baptist podcast, which is what we were before we became a morning show. Uh, got a great topic coming up. It's uh, on drinking. Is drinking a sin? And we cover all the aspects. We ask all the questions, take all the arguments that we've ever heard for, for and against it, and analyze it as a group of people with pretty much three different views coming into it. So it's, it's a really good discussion. You're going to want to stick around for that. But first, it is, uh, as we discussed in the first hour, today is actually a holiday called uh, Fun Facts About Names Day. Uh, I don't know why or where that came from, but we're just going to take that at face value. And instead of our just normal five random facts, we've got five fun facts about names for you today. Here's number one. Donald Duck's middle name is Fauntleroy. Uh, In fact, I think they made reference to that in the newest uh, DuckTales show that just started, uh, I guess, about a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago. Uh, I only saw the first few episodes. I loved it. Uh, I want to see more of it, but it scared my son, so that kind of fell off of our radar for a while. But yeah, Donald Fauntleroy Duck. Uh, Prior to the name The Beatles, the band had the names The Quarrymen, Johnny and the Moondogs, The Moonshiners, and Long John and the Silver Beatles. I I feel like they're Andy's band from Parks and Rec. They can't decide on a name. Uh, Barbie, the famous doll, has a last name. Her name is uh, Roberts, and her middle name is Millicent. So her name is Barbie Millicent Roberts. And uh, Ken's last name is Carson. Ken Carson. Willie 
is the first name of Gilligan from Gilligan's Island. So his name's Willie Gilligan. Willie Gilligan. That is fun to say. Say it. Say it right now. Stop whatever you're doing. Stop talking. Stop texting. Stop. Well, don't stop driving. But, you know, pay attention. And just stop and say, Willie Gilligan. Go. It's fun, right? Say it again. Willie Gilligan. Uh, the world's longest name of a lake. Well, there's a short answer. The name is Lake Webster in Massachusetts. But Lake Webster has a much longer official name. Oh, gosh. Forgive me for this. Chargagagog Manchagagog Chowbonagongamog. So many letters. 45 letters, which also happens to be the longest place name in the U.S. and the sixth longest in the world. Those are your five fun facts about names. <laughs> Moving on, we've got some artist updates. Natalie Grant is suffering from the Grant family curse. She posted, currently in bed drinking a ton of water. Why, you ask? Trying to pass a kidney stone. Natalie says it's a common problem in her family. In fact, right now, her sister and her sister's daughter are both also trying to pass kidney stones. Uh, no fun. Uh, advice from Shane and Shane, make eye contact with the people who cross your path as you go about your day today. In a world that is hungry for connection, the answer might just be this simple. Sonic Flood is turning 20 years old. Goatee Records posted this weekend, birds from the members of DC Talk's backing band, Zilch, plus lead singer Jeff Deo. The, the debut album from Sonic Flood released 20 years ago yesterday. I remember that album. I bought that album. Uh, but I am only just this moment finding out that that was made up of Zilch and Jeff Deo. I knew Jeff Deo was in it, but I didn't know it was DC Talk's backing band. How did I not know that? Also, I don't think we have any Zilch on Back Row Radio. I'm going to have to rectify that. I think they only had the one album, Platinum. I think that's what it was. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to rectify that. Wow. But yeah, we definitely do have a couple songs from Sonic Flood's original album, which was just, it was, that was like the worship album to have. You know, that, that before worship albums became this big thing like they are now, where it's, you know, 50% of the new releases every Friday in the Christian market. I mean, this was, this was like a, a, a revolution almost. This was like a, a brand new thing. A live worship album, and gosh, it was fantastic. The Discovery by a Switchfoot fan this weekend. He posted, discovered today that Switchfoot's song Voices from their new album Native Tongue has the same tempo as my car's blinker. Suffice to say, I drove a good three minutes in the left lane, confusing the people behind me. <laughs> a request from Plum. When giving me directions, please don't use hurtful words like east or west. <laughs> uh, my wife is the same way. Uh, late night liturgy uh, for riding in the bus with your nose stopped up from Casting Crowns Juan de Vevo. He says, O oh, Father in heaven, we beseech thee, guide our path in this late night hour and make it so that we may not pass over any mountains or that you in thine infinite wisdom wouldst cause my ears to pop. Amen. Uh, phenomenally talented rapper NF posted that his last album perception is now certified platinum. He posted to every fan 
who brought who bought and supported this project thank you so much thank you to my team and to all the people around me that helped this whole thing come together you've changed my life forever and uh lastly keep uh the band seventh day slumber in your prayers uh they had a big bus crash uh, i believe it was either late saturday night or early sunday morning uh you can see the pictures on instagram uh, apparently they're all they all survived but a couple of the 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 team i don't know if it's any of the main band members or maybe the bus driver or the crew but some of them are still in the hospital and uh you know they're they're, they're banged up they're going to need recovery they're going to need to replace their bus they got a, a tough tough road ahead of them here in the in the coming weeks so give give a give a prayer for them uh check out what's going on with them uh again on their instagram but yeah definitely keep them in your prayers uh when we come back uh, it's going to be a bit of a longer segment in the third hour uh is it a sin to drink alcohol we've got uh, a lot to talk about so stick around to the back row morning show again glad to have you with me today it's me matt in the studio mo is on a bit of a break for the next two days she'll be back on wednesday lord willing uh but we have got a classic discussion for you today coming from one of our classic episodes of the back row baptist podcast uh this is what our radio show used to be before it became a radio show we were a podcast for about pardon me about three years and uh, this was our big 50th episode discussion uh, where me, Megan, Mo, uh, and our former pastor, Kevin Wellborn, all sat down and basically tackled the is drinking a sin debate from all sides. We took everything that we've ever heard from uh, for it for against, uh, or against it, took every argument, every debate point that we could think of, everything that we could find, and basically addressed it all the way around. And it came from three people with kind of coming into it with three different viewpoints. Uh, you know, Mo doesn't really, didn't really find anything wrong with drinking when we went into this. Kevin, uh, while maybe just stopping short of calling it 100% a sin to drink, uh, basically saying that, gosh, it's only a step or two away from, from that. And then me, I came into it, I'm not really a drinker, I don't really care about drinking, but I also don't really have a problem with people who drink. I've never uh, never really cared enough to have an opinion on the topic uh, as we came into this. And uh, I, I won't spoil anything about any conclusions that we drew, let's just dive right into it, because uh, it's a bit of a long one. So, here we go. <laughs> When we ask if something is a sin, there is usually only a couple of answers. Either a clear-cut yes or no, easily defined by scripture, or an it's not in the Bible specifically, so we have to use logic in our best judgment. However, is it okay for a Christian to drink alcohol seems to fall in its own strange little box, where the Bible seems to clearly allow drinking, though not drunkenness, yet a large percentage of Christians believe it to be a sin. 
There are even many churches that won't let you become a member until you sign a covenant saying that you will abstain from alcohol entirely. Uh, a couple of years ago, a church canceled an event to which they had invited the cast from Duck Dynasty. Uh, Duck Dynasty being, of course, the reality TV show following the lives of a wealthy family of Southern Christians as they live their lives, which are largely considered by its Christian audience to be righteous and honorable. However, Duck Dynasty had recently come out with its own line of wines, and that threw a wrench into the machine for many Christians who once supported them and felt like they no longer could. So, before we go any further, let's state for the record where we stand as clearly as we can. Uh, for me, I don't drink, but it's not for lack of trying. Uh, I just don't. I just don't like alcohol. <laughs> the only, every night, I try. Every night, I try. Just can't get it. Done. Now, the only alcoholic drink I've ever had uh, that I liked was some kind of margarita thing in Vegas that didn't taste like it had any alcohol in it at all. To the point where I'm nearly certain I just drank a slushy. Um, I don't know. Well, I know I don't have any issue with alcohol. But being so active in Celebrate Recovery, I have seen how alcohol can destroy lives, so I don't have high praise for it either. Uh, but what about you two? Where do you stand? Go for it, Kevin. Oh, I'll go first. Uh, I also do not drink. I don't. Uh, I never have, to be honest. And, you know, you never say never. I don't anticipate that I ever will. Um, as far as, do you want me to answer the question now? Is it a sin? I mean, short and sweet. No, just no. Okay. Where you stand. No, no. I, I am an absolute definition of a teetotaler. I do not, nor do I want to. Okay, Megan. And I do occasionally drink, um, once a week, maybe twice a month, um, but not in excess. Okay. So now the fight begins, <laughs> and we're on. How dare you? <laughs> Maybe if I lived my life right, I would have won the game. Well, I'm, I was just trying to tell you. <laughs> if you weren't drunk right now, you could have gotten these I answers. I drink coffee out. more than I drink alcohol. Thank you. <laughs> Christian drug of choice, caffeine. Mm-hmm. So let's look at some of the arguments for and against Christians drinking. Uh, the first thing is that, of course. Jesus both drank wine and provided wine for others. Some people say that this is clear proof that drinking can't be a sin because Jesus drank and he never sinned, ergo, drinking's not a sin. However, there are some people, even some very respected historians, who try to make the case that the wine in biblical times was little more than grape juice, something that was even often given to children. So what do you think of these two arguments, both sides here? Have y'all heard the same things? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I have. You know, th- this is one that I don't have a super strong opinion on because I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wasn't there. And and at the same time, uh, yeah, sure, we already talked about Jesus turning water into wine at the wedding at Cana. Okay, <coughs> I'm fine with that. You know, Jesus did it, so I'm cool with it. All right. Um, but I, I don't think this question has much bearing on what I do today. Mm. You know what I mean? Um it's, and I'll probably reference this again in this podcast. You know, Paul said he wouldn't even eat meat if it would cause somebody to stumble because it was a real issue with people eating meat sacrificed to idols. Right. And early believers were having a problem with that. And we will actually be talking about okay, that Okay, so I'm too. just, I, I don't know. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I'm not a historian. I don't know anything about 2,000-year-old uh, grape wine. juice or wine. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I don't think it, it really has much bearing on the decisions that I make okay. today, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
I feel the same. I don't have much to add because I don't, like Kevin said, why would I argue something that I don't know? Yeah, sure. Well, then I've heard compelling arguments on this from both sides. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and like you, you even use the term well-respected, people that I know personally that I have a, as much respect for as anybody else on the planet do believe that it was different. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I don't have any reason to doubt that. Mm-hmm. I just don't know. And, and, but um, yeah. Well, Megan, you did mention in the game that you thought that in, the, in our fake game. <laughs> we yeah. that, fake game. And it wasn't, wasn't it grape juice at the wine that Jesus created. Well, I've heard them. You've heard. You've yes. heard people have come I've, up with that. <clears throat> and uh, there, there is a lot of evidence that back then, in that time, wine wasn't as we know it now. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it wasn't alcoholic. Right. Um, they, they, at the time, there were uh, watered-down wines, like it said, that a lot of would even give to their kids. Um, and there were some that were... Just grape juice. Like. Mm-hmm. Well, and here's the thing. Here's what I do know. Uh-huh. After living in Italy for four years, I think I've made Whoa. it all the podcasts without ever referencing that. I'll check that. But living in Italy for four years, we did learn that there are different stipulations as far as European wines and American wines. Mm-hmm. American wines add a lot of things to the wine. Like sugar, is that one They of add sugar, they yeah. add water, they, in order to make the product go farther, Yeah. they add a lot of things. So right. when you go to buy a bottle of wine, not saying you should, I'm just saying. Um, I get milk. <laughs> it, it needs to say bottled in Italy. A lot of times it'll say product of Italy, made in Italy, mm. it needs to be bottled in Italy. Otherwise, you're throwing all kinds of other things mm. that are harmful to your body into the wine. I don't know why you're laughing because this is truth. This is, oh, this I, believe, is I definitely believe you. This yeah, is been um, Wine Corner. Wine with Corner Megan with Megan Oaks. <laughs> Normally it's um, wine with an H in it when it's Megan Oaks. Oh! <laughs> rude! So, I'm going to be rude. as mean as possible on this podcast. You were on that You were that on the last podcast. Oh, well. This is just, you're just mean. <laughs> it's a normal <laughs> podcast. <laughs> well, the arguments against it come from more of a logical standpoint in the story um, when Jesus creates the the wine from the water the party goes off at that point everyone's saying oh you usually at parties like this they bring out the good stuff at the beginning and then serve the cheap stuff later when everybody's already inebriated but you save the good stuff until now till the end okay so why would somebody be clamoring about really good grape juice at the end of a wedding if it wasn't actually wine? Uh, you know, I don't know. Again, so I don't know. I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm not, just throwing it out as a discussion. But, you know, there's another passage in the New Testament, and I should have looked it up, but I didn't. I did absolutely zero studying for this podcast, man. <laughs> That's always you know, good. You told us, yeah. <laughs> um, but there is another passage in the New Testament, and I, I'm drawing a huge blank. But remember that, oh, man, I don't even remember who it was. Some of the disciples, or, or at least believers in Christ, were acting. They were full of the Spirit, and everybody around thought they were drunk. Right. Yeah, like, yeah. They were like, how are they drunk so early in the day? Mm-hmm. Which I have heard that argument made from that passage, that it was less potent because it would be almost physically impossible for them to be drunk so early in the day because of the amount that you would have to drink to become right. But at the same time... Well, don't Drunk, me, man. Drunkenness, <laughs> drunkenness was obviously a problem, something sure. that people knew about. So yeah, right, right. It's not, uh, 
maybe less potent, but right. not Still non-alcoholic. Right. 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 I see what you're saying. Yeah. I so, I mean, if wine couldn't have always been just grape juice or watered down at that time okay. because so many people were getting drunk. The right. Corinth communion takers uh, were admonished for being drunk. The apostles were accused of being drunk and speaking in tongues at Pentecost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh if uh, oh, wine maybe that's was, what I was saying about Pentecost. Yeah, yeah about okay, Pentecost. I should yeah. really remember that. <laughs> so, if wine was well known to not be alcoholic, then why did Jesus, in his parable, say to the good Samar- say that the good Samaritan poured wine on the wounds of the hurt man? If he just poured grape juice, right, it would have done nothing, gotten infected or something. You, the, <laughs> you needed the alcohol. So, these questions can't be answered with just a simple belief that it was only grape juice. Or really watered down stuff mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. As for what's in that story, of course, like you said, we don't know. Mm-hmm. But we just can't make the overall arcing answer of, oh, there was never any alcoholic wine back then. It was always just grape juice. Mm-hmm. I would rather someone argue <clears throat> me, why do you drink beer? If you're going to drink, drink wine. Mm. You know? Yeah. There was wine in biblical times. But there is no <laughs> beer in biblical times. Strong why do you drink, drink beer? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That I would rather hear that argument. Oh, okay. Than... I got different arguments. I don't care about your arguments. <laughs> oh, they're coming out. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on to a, another argument here. More arguments. <laughs> One of the big arguments against drinking is that it kills your witness to the lost. Because a large portion of the non-Christians know that drinking is considered a sin by many Christians. So if a non-Christian sees a Christian having a beer with his dinner at Chili's or what have you, the non-Christian will think that the Christian is a hypocrite and possibly never trust Christianity again. That's the argument. So what do you think of that? Um, I, I can agree with that. Yeah. Um, and like you mentioned, even being a, a Celebrate Recovery leader, mm-hmm. you know, if you're up there, this is my perspective, and this, and this, is, this is sincerely my opinion, mm-hmm. so feel, anybody can feel free to disagree with this, but... If you're up there talking about the dangers of addiction, I know CR is more than just drugs and alcohol, but right. if you're up there talking about the dangers of addiction, don't put that in my face. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I would even say don't even do it in the comfort of your own home, is my, my personal opinion on it, because you can't always cover that up. You know, And that is, other pe- I read it this week, and I wish I'd remember the quote. Uh, I read a, uh, a real good book by a guy named Calvin Miller, and um, he was. It's a letters to a young pastor is the name of the book. And he said, "Other people hold your reputation." Hmm. Okay, so that doesn't mean that you're going to be perfect. And people will lie about you. People will gossip about you. They'll say things that aren't true. But you shouldn't add any fuel to that fire. Hmm. Okay. Uh, now, and I don't like this part of it, but I understand its reality, the cultural aspect of it. Growing up in in the Bible Belt, and even here in Eastern New Mexico, it's. I think it. It may be shifting some, but in the Bible Belt for sure, in East Texas, uh, a Southern Baptist pastor probably should not be drinking alcohol at all because that will split a body Mm -hmm. very quickly. And and to me, and I'm going to say this a lot today, I'm sorry, uh, it's not not worth it to me, okay? So I see that. Um, now I know you're gonna throw at me, but y'all are, y'all are both eyeballing me right now. Y'all are gonna, y'all are gonna we're, throw. We're listening to you. No, you're exactly. not. Really, <laughs> you know, yeah. Jesus hung out with those that drank wine. He hung out with the sinners, taxpayers, and sinners. Mm-hmm. Okay, which is true. I mean, that is true, and that's good. 
And I heard that argument in high school from from somebody that was kind of a casual acquaintance. They were, they were going to go to some shindig where people. The goal was to get hammered, I guess. And he and I just kind of spoke my disapproval because he was a, a Christian kid, and he said, "Well, Jesus hung out with him." I was like, "Yeah, but he wasn't going to get hammered <laughs> with him when he went." Right. You know, so I'm going to stop talking now because I got a lot more to <laughs> say to you people day. on this. <laughs> you people? What do you mean by you people? The two of you. Because no, we're white. Is yeah. that what it is? I didn't assume your race. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, I don't even remember what we're talking about. Oh, no, yeah. I forgot the question. <laughs> well, Megan, it's uh, your witness to the lost. Uh huh. Okay, thing. so this is something. Honestly, that in probably the last six months to ten months, maybe a year, that I've I've struggled with and I've kind of questioned and considered um, since becoming a leader in CR and since being kind of a I don't know <laughs> I don't want to say it's being on the stage and having a voice and having some oh, okay. all the ladies mm-hmm. look at yeah. me. Um, and those, some of those ladies do struggle with alcohol. So mm-hmm. I never want for them to say, well, Megan drinks, mm-hmm. so why can't I drink? Megan drinks, and she runs BBS at her church, well, so why can't I drink? And unfortunately, That's they, why will, they, will, they will say, right. yeah, yeah. It's BBS right. why she drinks. Um, <laughs> it's BBS why she drinks. <laughs> hey, I need one of those t-shirts. <laughs> um, but, and like I said, that has been a real struggle for me in the past in the past few months. And if I'm being honest, it's something that I'm still praying about and, and seeking the Lord's wisdom on. Um, for me, drinking has never been a struggle. Alcohol has never led me um, down a path of regret or shame or where I've done things that I woke up the next morning thinking, oh my gosh, what have I done? Um, and there are a lot of things within my life that I do struggle with where I woke up the next morning thinking, oh my gosh, what did I do? And that's just character defects that I have to deal with. Mm-hmm. I've talked about that before. Going off in a bout of rage for no good reason. I wake up the next morning thinking, oh my gosh, what did I do? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, in my heart, that is how I, I don't want to say rationalize, um, but I guess my conviction is not on alcohol. My conviction is on the character defects that I struggle with and that I deal with that lead me down a pit of regret. And alcohol, for me personally, has not ever been that struggle. Okay. Yeah, and I'll say just a side note as friendly advice, I guess. Uh, use leadership and CR or whatever else mm-hmm. as a method of accountability. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the reasons I'm grateful that God called me to the ministry is that it creates so much accountability immediately. Mm-hmm. Because I know that I'm accountable to God for basically everything that happens, you know, in, in the church body. And you can either make that a bad thing or you can make it a good thing and let it help you drive some of your decisions. And I don't. if I was not a Christian... If I didn't care anything about the Bible, if I didn't care anything about God, I'm still am pretty sure that I wouldn't drink. Okay, <laughs> I didn't grow up around it. I don't care anything about it. it. I'm 36 years old now, and my life has gone pretty well without it. No, <laughs> no reason to introduce it now. But uh, there is that accountability that helps me make better choices 
not just in alcohol thing, but even like the way I respond to people. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a good thing people don't know what I'm always thinking. Right. Because okay, if I said it, uh, who knows? But it's accountable for my mouth too, you know. To be honest, so that's just sure. that's just friendly. So yeah, so friendly that advice is, that is kind of the angle that we've yeah. all been coming from. Is that you know, you being a pastor and us being celebrate recovery leaders, that is a little bit of a shift in what we would say in this in this uh, argument with non-believers. But let's say just typical average Joe Christian doesn't believe drinking is a sin. He drinks responsibly. Is this average Joe Christian responsible for a lost person's misunderstanding about what we think is a sin, especially if that person never actually comes and asks to try and clear the misunderstanding up? Are we responsible for the misunderstanding of the lost? That's a good question. That's a really, yeah, that's a hard (laughs) one. I'm trying to... We're not responsible for their actions, Right. But I think we could be responsible for their misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. You think so? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because somebody, that's, they're a new believer. Okay. No, not a believer. Not, not a non-believer. Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, even even still it applies. They know nothing about the Bible. They may know John three sixteen and have a basic concept of like the crucifixion and resurrection and things like that, right? Uh-huh. But they're not, typically a non-believer is not going to go home and study their Bible. They're right. not going to Google things and find reputable sources on those things. So what do they know about Christianity is average Joe Christian over there. That's what they know. So they're going to say, okay, he's a Christian. He's a faithful church member, all those things. What he does must be in line with Christian belief. So I think then that guy, in that case, maybe he is responsible for their misunderstanding, if that makes sense. Matt, you're not... Kind of. Okay. I don't know if I'm tracking exactly. Okay. Well, if, you're say, I, if you're saying that, if, if they believe that, then wouldn't they believe that if that person is enjoying a beer with their dinner, that would be in line with Christian standings? Say it again. You said that if they're if a non-believer is looking at somebody who they know is a mm-hmm. churchgoer and, right. a, and a faithful believer and whatever, and they see that person drinking a beer with their dinner, wouldn't mm-hmm. they then assume that is in line with Christian standings? If they didn't know... Yeah, yeah they would assume that. And yeah. they would just assume, yeah, they would assume oh, okay. that. Right. okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Right. Yeah, that, that they're, they're going to apply whatever they do is probably acceptable in Christianity. Right. Good well, or then bad. That would be correct. Yeah, and if right. they saw them leave and give give a homeless person a coat or, or right. a food. So I'm saying in that situation, if they think that that person, that Christian, mm-hmm. faithful churchgoer, faithful believer, oh, but they're drinking a beer, and they... Assume that that person is now in sin drinking a beer, that they're not supposed oh, to be able okay. to do that. Okay. Is that Christian responsible for that misunderstanding? Well, I think my view on this one's going to be a little different because yeah. I don't think average Joe guy should be doing that. Uh, True. In, in, uh, in the first place. So, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I can't, I didn't say this at the outset, but I understand the Bible doesn't say. That drinking any amount of alcohol is a sin. Right. I understand the Bible doesn't say that. And Matt, you, you and I have talked about this before. Right. I wish it did say that. Right. Okay. <laughs> I mean, this is one of those subjects I wish it did say that, but it doesn't say that. But I think it always it still comes back to that meat sacrifice. I'm, sure. Paul's like, I'm never going to touch meat again. Sure. Which is somebody came up to me and they were real serious. They're like, Kevin, I'm having a hard time watching you throw down on red meat. <laughs> that would be a struggle for me. Now, if they say, hey, it bothers me when 
you know, you drink alcohol. Well, that's cool because I don't drink it at all. So we have no problem. That's easy for me to ditch because I don't do it anyway. <laughs> so that's that's too hard of a question it's to ask on a podcast. Well, like I said, I didn't expect us to get. <laughs> but I want to. <laughs> I want to answer it. <laughs> he wants to have all the answers. Yeah. Well, and honestly, I feel like that about our witness. No matter what it is, whether mm-hmm. it's alcohol, whether... How you handle your kids. Exactly. That's a big exactly. one. Yeah. I mean, I'm walking through the grocery store and my three kids have absolutely lost their ever-loving minds. No way. And I want to scream at them. But then at the same time, I can hear, I believe wholeheartedly it's the Holy Spirit and just prompting mm-hmm. me, how are you going to react? Mm-hmm. Because the way that you react is a direct witness. Mm-hmm. To who you are as a Christian, to who you are as yeah, my so, daughter. Yeah, it's everything. Yeah, and am I, I going to lose my mind and go into a bout of rage? <laughs> mm-hmm. Or am I going to address them kindly and in love and, and discipline them mm-hmm. in love? Mm-hmm. It seems like there's a significant and growing group of Christians who are not only drinking, but making it a point to make sure people know that they drink, which I honestly find kind of annoying. And most Calvinist. of these, yeah, seem to be Calvinists. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, there's another fairly popular uh, podcast out there named the Reformed Pubcast, oh, which is a on. Christian podcast. Yeah. Uh, funny story, there's actually a home-based Christian brewing company called Backrow Baptist Brewing. Matt? Uh, not is affiliated that... with me oh. anyway. <laughs> but the, that, uh, they come up with beverages with baptist names, such as Taste and See, oh, Blessed Assurance, VBS Blonde. Oh, that's mine. I'll fly away. Center. They had a special one called the Lottie Moon Christmas Offer. Oh, come on. <laughs> and really? my favorite, the Bourbon Barrel Hell Fighter. Where, where are they based out of? I need to look that up. No. <laughs> free, you just gave them free advertising. From what I can tell, it is a very local. Oh, okay. Like one I mean, community yeah. type thing. But uh, their slogan is brewing beer on Saturday, praying for forgiveness on Sunday. Okay, well, I don't like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but this, I mean, is, a, but this yeah. is a tongue-in-cheek slogan that actually encapsulates this issue at hand. Right. Christians are so confused about whether or not drinking is okay. Yeah. So we've been discussing some of the arguments for and against Christians drinking, so let's jump into the next one. And this is a big one, and we kind of touched on it already. Christians are not supposed to be stumbling blocks, which is usually interpreted as you can't do things that could cause someone else to make a mistake. So the argument soon becomes, if you drink, you're telling everyone that drinking is okay and encouraging irresponsible drinking among adults and minors and enter Helen Lovejoy. Won't somebody think of the children? (laughs) So this all stems from an exchange in the Bible where this very kind of situation arose. Uh, Let's go ahead and read that. It's from Romans 14. It says, Therefore, let us no longer criticize one another. Instead, decide never to put a stumbling block or pitfall in your brother's way. I know I am persuaded by the Lord Jesus that nothing is unclean in itself. Still, to someone who considers a thing to be unclean, to that one it is unclean. For if your brother is hurt by what you eat, you are no longer walking according to love. Do not destroy that one Christ died for by what you eat. Therefore, do not let your good be slandered, for the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit." Whoever serves Christ in this way is acceptable to God and approved by men. So then we must pursue what promotes peace and what builds up one another. Do not tear down God's work because of food. Everything is clean, but what is wrong for a man to cause... Oh, sorry. But it is wrong for a man to cause stumbling by what he eats. 
It is a noble thing not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything that makes your brother stumble. Do you have a conviction? Keep it to yourself before God. The man who does not condemn himself by what he approves is blessed. But whatever doubts stands oh sorry, but whoever doubts stands condemned if he eats, because his eating is not from a conviction, and everything that is not from a conviction is sin. Whew, sorry. Big passage, that's Romans 14, 13 through 23. On the surface, this passage appears to confirm that Christians shouldn't drink because it could cause our fellow Christians to stumble. What do you think of this argument? I, I mean, I weighed in on this one specifically already. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's a good that's a good reason to abstain. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, this raises a bigger issue then because drinking wine is not the only thing listed here, as right. you also said. Mm-hmm. There are three things listed here, mm-hmm. drinking wine, eating meat, mm-hmm. and doing anything else. <laughs> yeah, it's a big list. That might cause Don't do anything. So this covers everything but breathing and blinking. Yeah. <laughs> because between the multitude of Christian denominations out there, mm-hmm. somebody has a problem with pretty much everything that we could do. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so... There are some Christians who believe that eating meat is wrong, as is the case in this passage. Does that mean that I can never eat meat again, even in the privacy of my own home? Or at least must I confine it to my home and let no other eyes see me? Mm -hmm. No more restaurants, no more takeout, no more openly buying meat at the supermarket. Right. You pay your big brother to go to the supermarket. (laughs) So can that exactly be what the passage means? I think, okay, so... Acts 17, I think it is. Paul goes to Mars Hill, and he's making the case for God. Remember, they had all these monuments set up to all these gods, and they're um, <laughs> polytheistic. I never said polygamous. Poly, poly, <laughs> poly, polytheistic society. And then they had the one that was to an unknown god. Right. So Paul did what they call in philosophy, knowing your audience. He says, well, give me a few minutes to tell you about this unknown god. Instead of kicking the door in and being like, Hey, let me tell you about God. All these other clowns are fake, which is what Paul believed. He said, let me tell you about this one. So if I'm going into a vegan community or if I'm going to somewhere to be a missionary uh, where they don't eat meat and they see it as reprehensible, mm-hmm. I'm giving up meat. Right. I'm not doing it, okay, because my goal is to lead them to the Lord and they come in there and violently <laughs> you know, break their cultural standards right. is insane. Mm-hmm. It's ignorant, right. okay? So, now, growing up in East Texas, never have I run across anybody that had a problem with throwing down on a brisket. <laughs> okay? Now, and I know a couple of people that, that don't eat meat, but they also don't think it's sinful. Okay? But even then, I'm not going to do it right in front of their face. Right. I'm just not trying to be a punk. And in and, and, and their defense, too, they're very kind and gracious about their beliefs and their stance on it too sure so there's a lot of maturity on sure. their end too and i appreciate it so so me yeah just stay away from it now it does get scary when it says anything else okay because there are things that i like to do all right that aren't necessarily sinful but it may offend somebody right i'll just have to hopefully god gives me the grace to know my audience in in that situation and if i offend them let it be the cross of jesus that offends them mm-hmm. and not my own attitude so with this, then, I guess it comes down to the distinction between are we not drinking 
just around the people that we know mm-hmm. have a struggle or have right. an issue with it? Right. Is it the audience that we're in at that moment? Or are we not drinking ever just in case there happens to be someone somewhere that we are yeah. that might struggle with it? Is it, our, is it our responsibility to assume the entire world has a problem with alcohol, mm-hmm. that there could be one at any given moment? Right. Is that our responsibility, or is it knowing your audience and when you know that there is an issue yeah. in the room? That's hard. That's well, hard. Like, That's yeah, hard I think it's extremely hard because yeah. for Chris and I, we've had to know our audience. I mean, mm-hmm. Kara and Kevin are some of our best friends, and... I think one of the first times that they came over, we had this discussion. Mm-hmm. Okay, we will not drink. Yeah, and yeah, very you, early on. Yeah, yeah. When yeah. you all are in our home, and there are other people in our home, mm-hmm. alcohol will not be. And mm-hmm. there have been times where alcohol was being had, and we had to kindly take our friends and say, "Listen, while Karen and Kevin are here, out of respect for Kevin and his position, especially with being social media, there's going to be one picture taken, <laughs> and." Mm-hmm. Kevin's in the background, and that person has an alcoholic beverage, right. and then it's, can you believe the pastor of Highland Baptist? Well, Partying it up over you there. You know, so out of respect for his <coughs> position, and mm-hmm. out of respect as them, as our best friends, mm-hmm. um, and we have friends who struggle with alcohol, therefore when they're in our home, we don't partake in alcohol. Right. But then, who's to say that my, one of my three children, mm-hmm. as an adult, won't struggle with How alcohol. How do you know? That's a good, that's a, brings up a really good question. Yeah. So for Chris and I, in our home, it's something that we openly talk about with our friends. It's something that we discuss with our friends and feel out with them. How do you mm-hmm. feel? It's something that we discuss with our children. Because with anything, I never want for them to grow up and think that they're going to be, um, I don't want for them to fall into condemnation over a sin. Hmm. And that's, any sin, mm-hmm. um, regardless of whether it's alcohol or yeah, and and I uh, in Chris and Megan's uh, not defense, but I appreciated that that came out real early in our friendship, and um, and they have they they've been very honest with other people about it, and I, I do appreciate that because some I mean, people don't get it right, and that seems know, like but, exactly what this passage yeah, is yeah. talking about too. Now for me, and again. <laughs> When we're when we're talking about alcohol, for me it's easy, sure, because I have no desire for it at all. You, I, I literally think you could put something in front of my face and say, "I'll give you a million dollars if you drink this." I would not touch it. I have no desire for it. Don't now test me. All right, <laughs> Wait, you wouldn't take a million dollars to drink one, no, no, one I, beer. No, I would not. <laughs> I wouldn't. No. I really wouldn't. And truthfully, yeah. knowing Kevin, and I think we both can say yeah. this, knowing Kevin. Uh, I don't. I can I confidently say he wouldn't. I wouldn't. It would violate Kara my conscience. No, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, it would. It would violate my conscience. Yes. I'm almost certain I could confidently say if someone was going to give me a million dollars to drink a beer, I would drink it. Well, beer. you're a sinner and, <laughs> and you love money, so it's the root of all evil. So we we know about you, man. He can't even <laughs> joke about a lie for more than five seconds. Oh no, killing him. Yeah. Like, I've got to tell you, I just have a guilty conscience. He qualifies every single joke he makes. He makes some hilarious jokes and then immediately says, "No, nah, I wouldn't do that." Yeah, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> well, here, here's we why. know, Kevin. Well, here's why. Y'all know. But right, not everybody exactly. else. There are things that I could say on social media that would but, be hilarious. But you say them mm-hmm. to us, too, when yeah. it's just us in the room. You're like, I wouldn't do that. You know that, right? Well, I, I had know. a guy. It's a, another pastor here in New Mexico. He said something kind of, in, in, a, in a funny way, he said something kind of political a few weeks ago. 
and I had a great response to it, mm-hmm. playing off his joke, and and we we could have kept it going, but I was like, you know what? It has to. End. Not everybody gets it, so I <laughs> instead of replying to his post. I sent him a private message with my response and then had to qualify it saying, hey, I didn't put this on your wall because I didn't want to start like a, a, a war in the Baptist Convention of New Mexico. But, you but, know, that's also that's also know. the same kind of thing of being yeah. responsible and knowing yeah. the people that exactly. could be watching. Knowing and people, people on Facebook <laughs> do not pick up on sarcasm. or So, yeah, I got to be super careful. But to answer the question, kind of to go back. Yeah. If I'm in that vegan community as a as a missionary, mm-hmm. I don't sneak to the store and buy it. Right. So I I would abstain totally you when can, I was you there. You conform to the yeah. to the area that you're yeah. in. I understand that. And I think that's I think that's right. And I think having relationships with the people who you are specifically the people who you are around for the majority majority mm-hmm. of your time, knowing them, understanding them, knowing their convictions and having a rapport with them. I mean we went on Christmas vacation with another family from our church, and their Griswolds. daughters. What you say? Oh, we. Uh, <laughs> at one point, we had had a drink with our dinner, and their oldest daughter said, oh, "I can't believe you're drinking." You looked at her mom and said, "Your mom raised you, so you would never have a drink." <laughs> um, to which then opened up conversation for us to be able to say. We're not walking around stumbling, we're not slurring our words, we're not acting a fool, we're not being drunkards. There's, well, act a fool. Don't be acting a fool. I don't need outside substances to act a fool. There was, that's why Kevin can't drink, because he struggles with acting a fool regularly. In in all sincerity, it's it's serious. I mean, again, I've, I've never even had a sip of alcohol in my life. I feel like I have a, would have a proclivity for being addicted to it. Yeah. And that plays into They've it told too. Me that before, yeah. I feel like it is possible that I would be addicted to it. Right. So that's part of it. Um, so I'm thankful to the Lord that I have zero desire for it. Right. I mean, I do not care a thing about it. Uh, anyway, sorry. Right. And knowing your audience and then knowing yourself. Are yeah, you yeah. an addictive person? Do are you we, have a tendency to be addicted to things? Are we going to ask the question at some point in this podcast... When are you drunk? That's exactly what the oh, last question is. Oh, here we go. So the, fi- the final argument against drinking is a good one. Whether whether or not it's a sin, drinking is clearly dangerous. Uh, Ephesians five eighteen says, "And do not get drunk with wine, for it is, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit." Proverbs twenty one says, "Wine is a mocker, strong drink a brawler, and whoever is led astray by it is not wise." First Corinthians six ten. Nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. I could keep this list going for a long time. There are dozens and dozens of verses and proverbs about the need to be wise when drinking and to not get drunk. So when we get to this point in the debate, the very smart question is asked, who defines where the line for drunk is? After all, Mm -hmm. we're not talking about the legal limit because that's not what the Bible is talking about. This is... uh, inebriated of some manner so after all even one drink is enough to inebriate someone at least a little bit um so at what point do we cross the line from okay drinking to sinful drinking uh it's a good question it's a tough question what do you think i've been waiting on this one (laughs) kevin's smiling all day (laughs) all right you want to go first megan 
No, because I it's this is a hard one for me. All right. Well, so let go me, first. I'm going to say something, and then you're going to sway then you, my opinion, and you disagree with it. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay. All right. <laughs> all right. So, when do you become drunk? And you already said it. It's not the blood alcohol level right. in the state of New Mexico or Texas or wherever you live says, right? So. In Ephesians chapter 5, don't be drunk with wine, word is excess, okay, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. If you read that in all of its context, the main thrust of that is not just don't be drunk, it's to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And earlier in chapter 4, it gives a whole list of things, okay? So the goal is for us to be filled with the Spirit. When are we not filled with the Spirit as Christians and when we're controlled by something else? Is it possible for somebody to be controlled by by alcohol before they'd even taken a sip that day. Mm-hmm. Right? Absolutely. If they're at work and they hate their job, they're in their cubicle, all right? And they're like, I can't wait till I go home. My whole goal in the evening is mm-hmm. to sit on the couch and drink. Absolutely. Are they already being controlled by that? Mm-hmm. So as, if they're a believer, are they filled with the Spirit right then or are they controlled by something else? That's a good point. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think the line for when are you drunk now, we know drunk, you know, you're, you're falling down or, or, or you're just not thinking straight or whatever. But the issue in the Bible, I think, is control. Right. And I know a lot of people that don't, you know, fall into the ditch or they can't stand up. But I, in my opinion, they're already controlled by it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So I, I think that it, well, it, biblically, go, go ahead. Go going ahead. off that, yeah. uh, there's, a, there's a passage I have here from Proverbs. It's Proverbs 23, 29 through 35. And it says, Who has woe? Who has sorrow? Who has strife? Who mm-hmm. has complaining? Who has wounds without cause? Who has mm-hmm. redness of eyes? Those who tarry long over wine, those who go to try mixed wine. Do not look at wine when it is red, when it sparkles in the cup and goes down smoothly. In the end, it bites like a serpent and stings like an adder. Your eyes will see strange things, and your heart will utter perverse things. You will be like one who lies down in the midst of the sea, like one who lies on the top of a mast. They struck me, you will say, but I was not hurt. They beat me, but I did not feel it. When shall I awake? I must have another drink. Mm -hmm. Mm. So to me, that's exactly what it is. It's someone whose life is actually partially revolving around alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. this is, I think, this is the perfect description of a yeah. drunk, a drunkard, uh, one who lives by the drink. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, can't wait for it. If That's we, all I can if think we about. get, if we get to the point where we rely on it as a coping mechanism, mm-hmm. I think we're in one hundred percent dangerous territory yeah. at that point. Um, and I think that that happens more often than not. Yeah, uh, Christian or not. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I think it does. It goes. It goes to that thing. Well, I'm not physically drunk. Yeah, but are you? But still, mm-hmm. are you controlled by mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, and I, I think more people, if they were honest with themselves, would have to admit that they are controlled by it, mm-hmm. whether they're again showing physical signs of it or not. Um, I had a really awesome point about something else on this along the same lines, and I, I just went blank on it. So I'll jump in. Here in a few minutes, I'll interrupt one of you, and it'll be fantastic. Well, you want to chime in on this one there, Megan? Um, No, because that was really enlightening to me. That was really good. I I will say, that was really good. (laughs) Yeah, well, okay, here's what it was. Thank you. You jumped in just long enough that I remember. All right, so, 
All right, think about other sins in the Bible, okay, other than drunkenness. So you have, um, let's just say sexual immorality, okay? Mm-hmm. okay? Heterosexual, homosexual, there, there's a bunch of sexual immorality that, mm-hmm. that's mentioned in the Bible. How many times can we say sexual? Well, I'm, I'm done because now I'm already, already, oh, I'm already <laughs> uncomfortable. But then here's this. Uh, so we know that this is absolutely wrong, mm-hmm. okay? Sex outside marriage. So does the Bible then condone or teach that let's get as close to that point as possible? Mm. No. We know it's, it Corinthians says flee sexual immorality. Right. So we're too quick to say, well, I'm drinking but I'm not getting drunk. I'm going to get right up into this. Right up to the line. Right up to this point and then <laughs> but I'm okay here as long as I don't cross here. Mm. That's a slippery slope. Yeah. Um, and and I, so again, I realize my background, my upbringing, all of that really influences my stance on it, big time. But I went to high school and went in college even with people that had the same upbringing and background I I did, and they no longer have the same opinion that I do. <laughs> so it's not just that. Okay. This and, and and Matt and Megan both know this because they know me personally. This is a deep mm-hmm. conviction on my part. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think that it, it's, again, the Bible doesn't say, hey, don't drink alcohol at all, it's a sin. It doesn't say that verbatim. But what you just read in Proverbs, I knew you were about, when you said Proverbs and you start reading, I could have quoted almost that whole thing to right. you. I mean, I, the, the concepts anyway. So where does it become a positive thing, drinking alcohol? Now, in the New Testament, he uh, is it Paul that tells Timothy to drink a little wine for his stomach's sake or something mm-hmm. like that. That's the only thing I can remember. Um, of course, now you can go, you know, go to Walgreens and get some Pepto Bismol for your stomach's sake, <laughs> you know, things like that. But, but that's the question I ask, and I, I, I don't ask people that I know. I've never actually done this, so this is hypothetical. No, actually, I take it back. I have asked people this before. When they talk about drinking, they disagree with me. That's fine. You can disagree with me. Okay, I can handle it. Okay, I think we've had a mature discussion in here yeah. today, okay? And I appreciate that. But my question is, why? What's the end goal? And I've never really heard a great re- response. And I'm not looking for I'm not <laughs> looking for you guys to give me one either, but it's just like, okay, tell me why you drink. Back row podcast listeners, tell me. <laughs> Don't blow up my Facebook. All right. But that's always a good question. Yeah. Why? What's the reason? What's the logic? That's a good question for pretty much anything. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it goes, it goes yeah. to everything. Yeah, yeah. I know we're, we're pigeonholing one subject right. here. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it go, that goes, tell me why you're doing it. I think if people ask themselves that about a lot of things, they'd be like, well, that's a good a great question. Mm-hmm. Why am I doing that? Mm-hmm. Or churches could even ask, why are we doing this? You know, yeah. so. And for me, there really is no end goal. You said, tell me what is your end yeah. goal. There is no... Yeah, what's the purpose? There is no end goal. Okay. But it's the same <laughs> as I mean, do you drinking drink- a Coke. For right, me. Right, that's what I was about to ask. Is it like drinking soda right. or whatever? You right. just like the flavor or whatever. Right. Because okay. you do have... You do... Like, we talked about this. You do drink a lot of like artisanal... Crafted, right? I don't go grab a Budweiser, <laughs> pumpkin spice uh, right. <laughs> beverages, truly you know, alcoholic beverages, truly. Um, <laughs> it for me, it is not hipster beer. Let's put it that hipster way. Hipster beer, <laughs> okay. Calvin's hipsters. 
Did you just call me a Calvinist? No. Is that worse than a hipster? For me, yes. I don't know. I think I'd rather be a... Never mind. I'm remembering. We're going to stop. Sorry, I'm remembering. There was an episode of the very short-lived Muppets like primetime TV show a year and a half ago or something. Oh, I never watched it, but I remember. Where they were... They did a little more adult-oriented stuff, and Kermit was drinking a uh, pumpkin spice beer at the bar, and he sat it down and said, I hate this. It's like I'm drinking a pie. (laughs) 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 And so that's what I think when I see the stuff that you drink. Yeah, when you see the things that I drink, (laughs) she's drinking a pie. (laughs) The caloric intake is probably just as much as a piece of pie. Probably. Sadly. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Sadly. So, I think we've come to the conclusion, alcohol in and of itself is not unclean, but, but it comes down to personal responsibility, personal conviction, um, and of course, there's always going to be people that abuse it. There's nothing that we can do to stop right. people from abusing right. alcohol. Prohibition proved that. Um, so, when we ask the overarching question again, is drinking a sin, I guess it really can't just be defined as a simple yes or no. It's got to be evaluated on a person-to-person basis. Um, comes down to motives and responsibility. And it's a dangerous game to play. I mean, there are plenty of solid reasons, like Kevin said, why we tend to view alcohol in a negative light. Uh, You need to be mature about the situation, but if your motives are pure and you don't feel convicted to avoid it and you drink responsibly, you likely have nothing to worry about. But all this being said, I should again make it perfectly clear that drinking is like walking a tightrope. If you get too cocky or careless, you are likely to fall hard. Even if you've never had a problem with alcohol in the past, you should always be prayerfully vigilant in making sure it doesn't become a bad habit or a coping mechanism. And the easiest way to do that is just to avoid it completely. Um, If you feel like you might have a problem with alcohol, we do encourage you to find a Celebrate Recovery program in your area. You can do that at CelebrateRecovery.com and find the CR Group Finder. Uh, any last thoughts on the subject you two want to share? Go, Megan. Well, well, I know Kevin wasn't completely thrilled about this subject. And to be no, honest... I'm thrilled about it. Uh, <laughs> you just ruined right, her whole thing. Right? Oh. <laughs> so, I really wasn't. Yeah, I'm, I'm kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> so in the conversation between the three of us, Kevin made it clear that he wasn't really thrilled about partaking <laughs> in this conversation. I can verify this. <laughs> yeah. um, and for different reasons, I wasn't terribly thrilled about this conversation. Um, But mainly because I don't ever want for people to come back and say, well, that Megan Oaks on the podcast there said that she drinks and because she drinks, I can drink. I, I really want to encourage everyone to, to search their heart, search their word um, and allow the Holy spirit to lead you in that conviction, whether right or wrong. Listen to both arguments. Listen to Kevin because he's a lot wiser than I am. Oh, say that. <laughs> yeah. He's the pastor. I am not. Yeah. Yeah. That, well, pastor doesn't inherently mean wise. Uh, that's for sure. But, you well, know, it should. Yeah, well, hopefully. Hopefully. You know, yeah, I wasn't necessarily, I wouldn't use the word thrilled. I just didn't know how controversial Matt wanted to get on a podcast. <laughs> and I realize the things that I have said today uh, will be refuted by people and their opinions will be different. And and that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I just want them to know that, that I'm not trying to condemn people that, that do. Um, don't try to convince me 
to join in because it ain't going to happen. Okay? <laughs> I think Matt and Megan will testify if you try to coerce me into something. I try to sneak in beer all the time. <laughs> Sunday, morning, <laughs> Sunday morning, he asks for coffee, I bring him a cup of beer. Yeah. He it's throws just, it down. It's just, it's just not happening. But yeah, you know, it's it's one of those things that, do, and like Megan said, do search your heart on this. And, and let me encourage you, if you don't have a real good reason why, mm-hmm. then then why? Then why? <laughs> I, don't, then I, don't, why? I don't get it. Uh, don't. Yeah. Stop. Yeah, just quit it. Do <laughs> why? It. You know, it's like when my kids, something hurts, and they say, it hurts when I do this. So my response is always, well, quit doing that. I don't do that. And it won't hurt. <laughs> All right? So you never know uh, what the outcome will be. And, I, and you know, this is just me. And, and you know, again, feel free to disagree. But uh, I encourage you to abstain personally. I think if anything, we've accomplished that. Sorry, Matt. No, we've accomplished that. We can have really mature relationships and uh, good, strong friendships with people yeah. that you disagree with. Yeah, we don't with, have to um, snipe at each other. Right. Yeah. And we don't have to agree on everything for me to consider yeah. uh, you close friends. Yeah. That's, that, that might Aww. be a really good outcome of the, <laughs> no, in, all, in, in this day and age. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're You know, we weren't right. yelling or sniping at each other, even though we disagreed, and that's fine. <laughs> We don't disagree too, too much. Yeah, it's very similar ideas. I don't know about all that. All right, guys, that wraps up our third hour discussion. I hope you got something out of that. That's one of my favorite discussions that we've ever had. Uh, it's it's run long. We, we've taken up most of the hour here, so we're going to take a quick music break, and we'll be back to close out the show. Stick around. Back row morning show as we close out the show with our Bible verse and thought for the day. Bible verse for the day is Joshua 1 9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And our thought for the day is from Greg Laurie. There's a time to pray and a time to move. Thank you for joining us this morning. We're here every Monday through Thursday, starting at 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific, with an encore presentation at 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific. And if you ever miss one of our shows, you can find all the chatty bits mashed together for you to a podcast over on BackwardRadio.com, iTunes, Google Play, most places that you can find podcasts. Oh, my phone's going off. Connect with all aspects of the back row by visiting thebackrow.org and join our meme-packed Facebook group at brbchurch.com. If you love what we do here at the Back Row Morning Show and Back Row Radio, please consider partnering with us at patreon.com slash backrowradio. That's it for today's show. If you need us, we'll be in the back. Bye. <laughs>